0: نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شر أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرساله وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الغمه وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak ala seyyidina wa habibina wa qudwatina Muhammad ibn abdillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu allaha wal tanzur nafsu maa qaddamat lighadi wa attaqu allaha khabirun bima In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the gracious, the merciful I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship, adoration, gratitude and prostration, except Allah, the Creator and Sustainer of the heavens and the earth, and I bear witness <coughs> the Prophet Muhammad is His final Messenger. On this uh, blessed Friday, first Friday of this blessed month of Ramadan, we turn our attention to the beauty of this month, indeed. And as Allah Azza wa sums up, the goals or the aspirations that we have to have in our hearts. He states in the Quran, fa minna yajmaun." He sums up and defines what it is that we should be concerned about and looking forward to in this journey of life because we could easily get misaligned in our aspirations, and our desires. So he says, say, It is with the favors of Allah, favors of Allah, His grace and His rahmah, His mercy, that they should be happy. It is better than all that they can amass and collect. Pay attention to what Allah has said. Allah says if you're going to be happy with something, don't be happy with what you have amassed in this journey of life. It doesn't serve, it doesn't last. If you're going to be happy with something, be happy when Allah looks at you with His gaze of Rahmah. When He sends you His special favors. His favors are abundant and touch every creature in existence. But there are special favors of Allah for the chosen, for the chosen, the people of Allah Himself. He says, are you going to be happy with something? Win this. Allah in this blessed month of Ramadan, presents to us a grace, a favor from Him, an abundant favor, so that you and I do not mistake favors as coming from anyone but Allah. So that you and I know it's really the hand of Allah. So that you and I don't ever confuse who is the source of our provision. So that you and I are aware that Allah never abandoned us, as, as He tells the Prophet and the Prophet himself needed to be reminded وَالضُحَى والليل إِذَا سَجَى وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى He says by the morning light and the night when it's still because the Prophet was overtaken with grief there was a period of time when Allah did not communicate with him didn't send revelation so he felt alone he felt lonely you and I feel lonely in this journey of life and many times in our lives we wonder who's, who got my back and you turn around and you look around and there's no one. Maybe everybody is not looking at you because everybody is looking out for themselves and concerned for their lives. Life is hard. So you get overtaken and overwhelmed by grief and concern for yourself. Fear strikes the heart. Grief over our past, over our shortcomings and the disappointments of our failures. We're constantly jostling and, and, and uh, Oscillating between these two states, thoughts taking us into the future and, and the fears of the future. How am I, I, I going to make it? right? That's concern. That's ham. Concern over the future. How am I going to prov- provide for my children? And then there is grief over our past. Grief, overwhelming grief because of our failures, setbacks, the poor decisions we've made. Prophet Muhammad was really grieving because Allah wasn't sending him revelation for a period of time. So Allah sends this beautiful surah saying to him, Look at the morning light and the night when it's still, by those two phenomenon, Allah has never forsaken you. No way. Now, وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَّا وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ He told him further that the next phase, the next phase is better than the preceding one. How many of us have that mindset? Expectation the next phase with Allah is better than the one preceding, no matter what has happened in my past. When I look at the promise of Allah. He wants to touch with His grace to deliver supernatural blessings, a, a major shift in our lives, right? But He's looking at our hearts and He tells the Prophet Rabbuka there's no doubt about it. Allah is going to give you and give you and give you until you're satisfied. Why? Because you matter to Allah. Because you're precious to Allah. How many of us have that attitude and, and awareness that that's all I want? That if Allah makes me right now aware of His presence, I want everything. See, Allah's mercy is already here. He's already surrounding us. He's already with us. He's already taking care of our lives. He's already providing. He's already guiding. He brought you here. He brought me here. He put faith in our hearts. He created us. Sustains us. But it's a matter of you and me being aware of it. And we forget. And even Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam needed to be reminded. Zakariya Alayhi salam. Look at this weakness of the human being. It's okay to forget. And that's why we come to the masjid to be reminded. Ramadan comes to lift us up and remind us of Allah's presence. So that you're not afraid anymore. So that you know who's on your side. Allah is on your side. And He'll never leave you to yourself you know, as he says, a blink of an eye, for a blink of an eye. Never. So, Zakariya alayhi salam, he was granted or given <coughs> the custody of Maryam to take care of Maryam when she was born. And people competing as to who's going to care, take care of this blessed daughter of Imran. Right? So, Zakariya ends up being the one who takes care of her and an extraordinary something happens an extraordinary phenomenon or son of Allah occurs before his eyes you know, Maryam was dedicating her life to Allah Azza as a fulfillment of a dua from her mother who said when she had Maryam in her belly and she didn't know that it was going to be a female she said, Oh Allah inni نَذَرْتُ لَكَ مَا فِي بَطْنِي Ya Allah, whatever is in my belly, you gave me this right? I'm not going to be concerned it's you. I dedicate this thing in my belly for you. Muhar liberated from anything for your sake. Wow. That's trust in Allah. Trust in Allah. Then Allah delivered for her, provided for her a female, and she was astounded. She didn't understand the plan of Allah. Allah has different plans than our plans, and they're much better plans. Much better plans. So she was indeed grateful to Allah and this young daughter was dedicated. To the worship of Allah, so she used to spend her time in the chamber, in a private, dedicated space in the temple to worship Allah by herself from a very young age. And Zakaria used to come and check on her constantly to see what her needs were and what happened when Zakaria came to see her. Allah tells us in Surah Al Imran, "Kullama Zakaria Mihraba Whenever he came, came to visit her in the masjid imagine, you come and check in on whoever, the imam or somebody working in the masjid, and you know they're spending their entire time here whenever you came to provide for them, to see what their needs were you would find food <coughs> and you know very well they didn't leave the masjid wherever he came to see Maryam, she had abundant food around her and drink, and he would tell her, and Allah recorded this in the Quran Ya Maryam, where is this from? and she would say it's from Allah it's from Allah i have no idea allah just provided this and i opened my eyes and there was the food there was the food allah is the provider what happened to zakaria is the interesting thing zakaria was a prophet of allah did he have no trust in allah absolutely incredible trust in allah he was connected to allah he received the guidance and the revelation from allah azza wa Jal. who would be a more connected person than zakaria to understand that all he needs is Allah. And to have trust in Allah, yet, what we know about Zakaria is that he didn't have a child. And he was aging, and his wife was barren, and he was desiring a child. Why? Not because of uh, lineage, not because he wanted to pass on the legacy or the, the wealth. He didn't have any. But because he wanted an heir to take heir of Bani Israel after him. Another prophet to carry the torch. He's concerned about the fate of people. That's the concern of the righteous. The concern, not not over provision, but what's going to happen to the hearts of creation when I leave. That's what his concern was, and he was aging, and there was no child. But the interesting thing is that he wasn't noted for making dua for that, because he thought, I'm too old for this. So when he saw Miriam having abundant food around her, he was reminded of what? The hand of Allah, that makes the impossible possible. Allah provides from places you least expect. So he instantly turned to Allah. He was so astounded, he must have thought, Oh my God, why am I not making dua for me, and my wife? So he turned to Allah saying, Ya Allah, after having witnessed this, Ya Allah, grant me righteous progeny. Grant me righteous progeny, you indeed answer all supplications. And indeed, Allah has sent the angels right away Instantly, as he was also similarly worshipping Allah in the chamber, in the temple, the angels of Allah were sent to him, carrying a glad tiding from Allah telling him, Oh Yahya, Allah delivers the news to you of a child. His name is Yahya. And he's not like anyone else. What was the reaction? He still was in disbelief saying, Me? Child? I'm too old. Even though he just made the du'a. Even though he trusts in Allah, but he's still a human being who's exhibiting this, this, this human aspect, this human nature which is shock. Overabundance from Allah Azza wa Jal. My wife is there and she can't bear children. Then he said, It's the word of Allah and His promise. And when He says to that to a thing be, It is. And it is He who makes the impossible possible. Zakaria needed to be reminded. You and I need to be reminded. Ramadan comes to remind, dear brothers and sisters. And there's nothing greater, no greater gift that Allah can give you and me in this blessed month of Ramadan than what's called Raja. Rajah is this incredible hope in Allah. Incredible hope despite all the odds, despite all the difficulties in our life. What Allah is looking at is not outward form. He's looking at the state of the heart. What's in your heart? What are your thoughts about Allah? Allah actually asked this question in the Quran. Billahi Rabbil alamin What are your thoughts and opinions about Allah, the nurture of the worlds? Right now, right now, if you have that thought of incredible belief and trust in the hand of Allah, being a giving giving hand, being a merciful hand, that Allah is not abandoning you, that Allah will present you this shift in your life, that Allah will make the impossible possible, that Allah will take care of you and your family, that Allah will take care of our community, that Allah will heal, that Allah will change, be ready to receive. Be ready to receive Abundant, outstanding, supernatural barakah from Allah. That's the condition. Zakaria the needed to be reminded, you and I to be reminded. So every single day in the month of Ramadan, the Prophet وسلم, ta- asks us to not miss out on this. You and I are fasting right now for what? Allah. We're fasting for the sake of Allah جل, because Allah commanded us. How precious do you think this is? So precious to Allah. It's an act of faith. An act of faith, it is about much more than us observing a ritual it's about the heart trusting Allah and Allah as he sees us he looks at it with with joy pleasure, happiness that you are deciding to let go of your desires for my sake big deal to Allah that's why he says the reward of fasting is on me no one can reward you like Allah you have no idea what blessings are waiting for you but are you expecting them? Many of us observe rituals without expectation and perhaps without checking what's in my heart right now because I'm doing this I'm standing before Allah I'm making sujood I'm hungry I'm thirsty Ya Allah for you Oh Allah I expect the heavens to open because I'm doing this for you and you love hearts that love you, Allah you love hearts that trust you, Allah and when I raise my hand Ya Allah and ask because you, there's no one like you no one like you none if that thought is in your heart the tired of seeing me and if we're observing things ritualistically without a thought in the heart and a belief in the heart, we're in trouble. We're going to miss out. We're going to miss out on the abundant good of Allah that Allah is looking for. Looking for for in all of us in this blessed month of Ramadan. He, ma- he wants to shock us. Make us really witness it. So that you and I start to look at Him. So the Prophet sallam, says, Don't forget that. After 16 hours of fasting, He says فَرْحَةٌ عَنْدَ فِطْرِهِ وَفَرْحَةٌ عَنْدَمَا يَلْقَى رب. He says the fasting person, he or she who decided to abstain from desires for the sake of Allah understanding, there's beautiful wisdom in that. Because it's a training for the soul, for the heart to find Allah Azza wa Jal. Let go of the desires that distract. We're so busy consuming, so busy consuming when the stomachs are full. we have no time to think about Allah. And indeed it actually affects our psychology and physiology, there is no doubt about it. Stomachs that are full have no time to think of anything else. And it actually feeds other desires as well. It's a powerful divine program. So the Prophet is reminding us, the fasting person has two joys. A joy when he or she mm, grabs that bite at iftar. 8 or 6, 8 or 7 tonight, I'm sure all of us are like, we have growling stomachs that are like, tari, please finish the khutbah. I'm going to get some sleep, 3 4 hours, I'm going to calculate it, 7.30, I wake up, make my dua, and I'm going to hit the food. That's what we're thinking about. First thing I thought about this morning, as a human, is my cup of coffee. I'm like, man, it's hard to fast on weekends, because you're not busy, right? And you're thinking about your stomach. Allah gave us this. But Allah wants to Teach us something powerful. So, wa sallam, he says, You have that joy and you, you deserve it. But don't forget the greater one. The greater one is in your heart. He says, The other joy waits for you when you meet Allah. I want to ask you, by Allah, how many of us, before we say Bismillah and you make the dua of breaking the fast, you pause. See, before I put that date in my mouth, the Prophet wa told me there is a joy waiting for me when I meet Allah. Ya Allah, give it to me. Ya Allah, before I fill my stomach, before I put that thing, I don't want to miss out on this. That's expectation. That's yearning, that's trust. If you pause and close your eyes for those few seconds, God to you. You shall get, because Allah gives based on what you ask. But many of us miss out, and Allah has a deal, says, أنا says, ظنني I am as you think of me. You think I'm going to give, I'm going to give. Because Allah is generous. Allah will never disappoint. There is no way that you expect goodness out of Allah Allah says, well not today It's impossible, it's unbefitting of Him Even human beings who are kind and generous When you say, I expect good out of you You're you're so kind to me You've been so generous to be pleased I need you right now What what does a chivalrous man or woman would do In that moment Would they say, not today No way I'm glad you came and asked me There is no way I'm going to disappoint you today I'm going to fill your stomach I'm going to go out of my way to fulfill your need, because that's who I am, as a human being, isn't it true? What if you have that thought about Allah? And the Prophet ﷺ says, The fasting person, the one who struggles for Allah's sake, Allah is so happy with them, that when they turn their hands to Allah and make a dua, at the moment of breaking their fast, no way Allah will turn them down. Are we making those dua? Are we making big duas like Zakariya? expecting amazing things to happen. Well, brothers and sisters, when Allah touches us with His mercy, there's nothing else we need. And this is what this month is about. To abstain from all these desires so that we have a head that can think about Allah, that can spend time with Allah. We enter into the realm of Allah and we're touched by it and we're healed. So number one is expectation. Expectation, expectation. But what is the more the other ingredient that Allah is looking for in this blessed month, you see, we restrain ourselves in this month. You gotta restrain. It's not easy to restrain. But it's a training program for growth, to transform us, to make us conscious of Him, to liberate the heart and the soul from the shackles of this world that are really making us so anxious and worried. Isn't it true? It's right here. You free up the mind from being busy with the stomach and what's behind between the legs, you're free and you start to think about Allah, we spend more time with Allah Allah wants us now to push push with what? push with powerful good deeds push with powerful good deeds you see brothers and sisters, you and I are created by Allah to contain this seed this incredible seed and a spark within us nur. Allah calls it in the Quran nur. there is light flickering inside of you and me that allows you and me to become extraordinary givers. Givers. You know what's one of the things that this siyam, this fast is supposed to change in you and me? It is supposed to change in you and me the desire to hoard. Because whenever we keep things to ourselves, we are denied the abundance of the heavens. Very simple. We are missing out on the defined formula. We think, I get more, I win. No, Allah says, you're going to lose. Because whatever I give you is from me, and you're going to get one for one. It doesn't work that way. You're going to be now confined to the laws of this earth. You're not going to win. You're not going to get the healing. The giving of Allah is not just material. The giving of Allah, brothers and sisters, He could be answering your du'as with a softening with your heart. He might be answering your du'as instead of giving you money, let's say, to resolve a financial issue. He might be guiding your child. He might be putting a smile on your spouse's face. He might be repairing a relationship with your parents. He'll open doors to you from places you list. Actually, see, we do, not, we do not understand how Allah answers, but Allah is answering. Allah astounds. Allah indeed astounds, but what He's looking for is al tayyibah. Here's the challenge of Ramadan. You restrain to liberate. To liberate, to understand that we need to overcome our avarice, our greed. Because you know what holds us back? What holds us back is not anyone outside of us. It's you and me. Our thoughts and actions. And the tendency of the human being is to hoard and gather. Hoard and accumulate. And Allah says, none of this will save you. None of this will save your children. How many examples have we witnessed around us of families of people who are so busy with life, brothers and sisters, and their lives are a mess? How many people, you know, stories of celebrities that we've heard of, who've had everything, wet carpets, you know for them left and right cars, you know um, limousines taking them that they don't have to drive anywhere servants left and right etc etc and then at the end they commit suicide why? there's no fulfillment there's something much bigger than all of this and all of this evaporates disappears at the moment we leave this earth it's all gone, nothing comes with us nothing comes with us so Allah presents a powerful formula and He tells us you want abundance? Special delivery of healing and abundance and iman in your heart, in your life, for you and your families and your children, you want to bring that? Start to give. And it's not easy. But the Prophet ﷺ, if you notice, what he has done in the month of Ramadan, pushing himself and exerting was to give more. Give and give and give until it becomes exhausting. Give. Why did he do this? Was he really, brothers and sisters, really just it's a matter of giving the poor or giving the cause? No, 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 no. He was giving Allah. He understood he was dealing with Allah. And this month of Ramadan is about learning that you and I are dealing with Allah Azza wa Jal. That the hand of Allah is the hand that you're dealing with. So, Aisha radiallahu anha, whenever someone used to come and ask for help, for charity, knocking on her door, she opens the door and what is her answer? Run away and this and that. Get away from me, I don't have time for you. Or look, look through the people the door and then just kind of decide not to open the door. Absolutely, not. she gladly, enthusiastically opened the door. And you know what she did, she would give from anything, all that she has in the house, all the food that she has in the house. And then she would start to make dua for the poor person who asked. And they asked her, Why are you making dua for them? For, for the reward, Allah to reward them. She said, Because Allah sent them to me as a gift if he didn't come to me, how would I give? How would I have that opportunity to give for the sake of Allah I'll be deprived. So she understood that being deprived is being deprived of distributing from the gifts of Allah. The believer is the giver. He or she has will on this earth, has impact. They have an impact my sisters. They're like, as Allah describes, beautiful trees. They're rooted in faith, awareness of Allah. And their branches are constantly giving. But you notice the tree, when it ever gives, it never loses. That's what we're missing. The the tree actually grows more fruits by giving fruits, grows more shade by giving shade, and it never discriminates. It's constantly giving because it understands its mission on this earth. And you know what your mission and my mission is? To be healers and givers. That's why the Prophet says, Please smile. Please smile. The least that you can do is smile. It's Sadaqah. You know what means? It's a charity. Because it's a training to give. We're all holding back. We're holding back the smiles. We're holding back the gesture of compassion. We're holding back our empathy. We're holding back on the checkbooks. We're holding back on this. We're holding back on that brothers and sisters. And it catches up with all of us. Aisha did something even more powerful. I have a demonstration for you. I hope I find it. So I have something in my hand. I wanted to do an experiment today. So Aisha, before she gave away anything, money, food, well not food, something that can work with what I'm about to show you. Whenever she gave away money, you know what she used to do to it? Who knows? She used to bring out perfume. And I had it with me. I brought something and carried it in my pocket. I was like, Sipala, she does this? How many of us have ever done this? She carried perfume and she starts to spray it on the money or whatever she's giving for Allah's sake everybody was like what, are you, what is this woman doing that's like if you see somebody doing this imagine I, I have a checkbook I bring it out and I'm like you want how much do you want and I write it and I'm like wait a second you say crazy I don't want money from you right you're nuts that's what she used to do in front of everybody and they're like "Aisha, what are you doing she says you understand this thing is not falling in the hands of the poor, or this person, or that person, or the masjid. It's falling in the hands of Allah, I want it to be smelling beautiful. She's dealing with Allah. She understands that once I deliver that act, I'm chosen. And the heavens will open. The heavens of Allah's pleasure. And if Allah is happy with you, how can you fail? Allah's the provider. Allah is the one who will send you that person to help your child. We don't understand the formula of Allah. So Allah says, help, and you'll be helped. And the Prophet was asked, Who are the most beloved people to Allah? Why? He says, the ones who benefit creation the most. Very simple. It doesn't benefit me that you're praying. That you're making dua. Great. We need righteous good people. But where is your giving? Where's the distribution of the gifts of Allah Azza wa Jal? That is the measure. That is the metric. That is Ramadan, dear brothers and sisters. It turns out all Ramadan was. And is is about you and me becoming aware of Allah so that we understand the heavens are with us, Allah is with us. And you start to give from the the things that Allah has given. And Allah says in the Quran, مَنْ دَلَّذِي يُقْرَضُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا Who will give Allah? He says Qardl. قَرْض is translated as loan. Loan to Allah, it's not just a loan. قَرْض in Arabic is derived from a word that means the thing that the mouse or the animal would eat from the crumbs. You know when they come and grab a little bit of a crumb and run away? So you see it, right? Split up the the the, the date or the potato, whatever, or the bread. And you see, they see the crumbs and they've taken so, such a tiny amount. That's what's called that's what's qardis. So they did it and ran away. It's so tiny it's immeasurable. Allah says, Who can give me just that? And I'm gonna give them abundant goods. Multiplied, and Allah describes it in the Quran he says the example of those who give for Allah's sake is like this that's Allah's formula that's what we're hoping to believe in in this blessed month of Ramadan he says the example of those who give from what they love which is really money wealth is like this he says is like a seed he says "Seed." you see a tiny seed you, you think it's like nothing he says in that seed that seed sprouts, produces seven ears of corn. And within each ear of corn is hundred sungulas, hundred seeds that continue to produce. What is he talking about? Infinite abundance, infinite production of fruits, and seeds coming out of a little seed when you give it for Allah's sake. Who All amongst us believe in this, brothers and sisters? If we're seeking Allah's forgiveness, give. If you're seeking Allah's guidance, give. If you want Allah's mercy for your children, give. There's nothing more powerful, brothers and sisters, that we can do in this blessed month of Ramadan, than to give for Allah's sake. That's when we really start to overcome ourselves, and our egos, and our weaknesses. And Allah will send you that comfort in your heart. We ask Allah Azza to make us among the givers. Among those who give for His sake, with we'll trust and belief. We ask Allah to open His healing, and His mercy, and to grant us His pardon. هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ الْعَظِيمَ لِي وَلَكُمْ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam Al-Ashraf al-Khalq Wa Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Dear brothers and sisters I stand before you And I was talking about this yesterday As your brother as, as someone who really deeply Is in love with this place Because the good that has come out of this place By Allah's mercy is astounding You know we witnessed it Imagine or think back five years ago Five years ago Would I have known any of you? Would you have known me? Possible There's no way even though there is nothing here but an old house. Allah wanted all of us to witness and see His power and His mercy. He's teared few hearts to start this beautiful place from a little tiny home. And suddenly, brothers and wave upon wave of people has come and arrived to this place to perform Salah, to learn and remember Allah. And today you and I are here, gathered here for this khutbah, in this blessed month of Ramadan, performing Taraweeh, because of this act of Allah that you and I have witnessed. How would we even be able to serve Allah, learn about Him, send our children to Sunday school and gather over a meal at night, and be softened? Where would would you and I be today? We'll probably be, be scrambling in the air to find another place. And you know, not every place is the same. We know this. A blessing of Allah. And Allah tells us in the Quran, you know who are the people of Allah are? إِنَّمَا اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَلْيَوْمِ He says, you know who the people of the masjid are? They're the people of Allah. He says, the ones who raise the masjids up. Raise it up. Not just come and perform a ritual and leave. No, no, no. They're so keen, and they're so aware that this is the home of Allah on earth. Without it, we have no ability to remember Allah. There's no more. We'll be lost. But Allah, those sisters, will never find faith without the masjid. That's the formula of Allah. Within it, He says, you're going to find and witness and experience this mercy of Allah. Five years later, here we are. Alhamdulillah. Say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Allah's blessing. So Allah challenges you and me in this blessed month. It's recorded in the Quran. He says, you know what? The people of the masjid who raise it up, spend on it, work in it, tirelessly, around the clock because it's for them the cause of their lives. The house of Allah. Because through it hearts will be healed. Through it, people will find Allah. It's not just about feeding a stomach anymore. You can go feed a stomach, we need to do this. But there's a greater vision which is, I'm gonna go build a place and serve a place and help a place, a home of Allah that will feed stomachs, that will teach children, where we can find the light of Allah So he says, those who do this are the ones are the ones who have faith in their hearts and believe really in Allah in the hereafter. Wow. Do we need anything else, brothers and sisters? Do we need any other evidence or invitation? As I said, when we give, we give Allah, brothers and sisters, back from the things that He has given us. We're not really giving to the masjid. Don't think this structure needs you and me. It's Allah that we're dealing with. And yet, this is the act that can transform our lives by Allah. It is us who need to really give brothers and sisters Wallahi, give and give and give before it's too late. I shared with you yesterday the news of, subhanAllah, one person in our community whose mother has passed away, Sister Fatima, and Brother Ibrahim. Shafi told me his relative, he was just telling me three days before that his relative was uh, close aunt of his, was in John, Johns Hopkins on her deathbed and she passed away. We know this, we know the routine, we're going to witness this. And life is so short. Life is so short. I appeal to you brothers and sisters today, as your brother, Wallahi, who cares for this place so much. Because I honestly carry these concerns, as a human being. Like, Zechariah, much better than all of us, carried those concerns, right? Prophet Muhammad ﷺ carried those concerns. So we normally carry concerns like, who's going to take care of this masjid? As a human being, right? How are we going to get? Because we have ambitious projects. Why? to inshallah expand this place and bring more children and be able to accommodate more people in the sunday school and build the barn and 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 where is it going to come from i have my doubts sometimes mm, ramadan comes to remind me look at allah look at allah Jal, who oh, astonish and i wonder when i was thinking this thought throughout ramadan i was thinking it and i had to bring myself back like turn to allah turn to allah it's not humans it's allah who will steer hearts And I wonder, when I think of that, I say, subhanAllah, we're going to witness miracles. And subhanAllah, I expect from Allah that we're going to witness miracles in this month. Our goal, by is going to be, inshallah, to raise $700,000. To really, really make this place, inshallah, the place. Bi-ibnillah, by the will of Allah, it's already been a blessing for all of us. But it's not going to happen through angels. It's going to happen through the angels of Allah on earth, you and me. And you have an opportunity, and the Prophet used to make the offer of this. Ya Allah, rabbana, ladunka, he was concerned, and he, he used to say, ya Allah, grant this a powerful good deed, give it to me, open my heart to do it, that can bring me closer to you. That's the act that will bring us closer to Allah. Azza wa Jalla. So I invite you, please, to give for the sake of Allah. That maybe you and I are the chosen ones. That Allah has chosen to be the givers, the people of the masjid and the people of the masjid are the people of Allah. We need everybody's help, brothers and sisters. And you know very well that our masjid does not make fundraisers in the year. We don't go reserve five-star hotels and spend money on anything and bother you. We don't. But in the month of Ramadan, we rely on our committed. We rely on Allah first and we rely on you. But this is a commitment, brothers and sisters. And if it's not you, then who? Realize when you give, please, as I close just as when you break your fast don't just look at the food, look up and say, Ya Allah, Joy You promised it. That when you give today, please on your way out give, please and also from your zakah because many people get confused about whether the masjid is a, can, can receive zakah absolutely, because the masjid has no other way to get, it, get supported, has no other financial source of support so alhamdulillah, Fuqaha, the scholars have said, the masjid especially in the West, is one of the most worthy places for your zakah money. And if you're going to give your zakah money, both sisters, at least a portion of it, yet we come and worship Allah here, then how are we going to expect to further and, and build this place further? How? It's through you and me, both sisters. So I conclude with this. Just as, you, as I said, break your fast with this expectation of Allah. Please, when you write your check, on your way out, any day this month, take your perfume. I, I brought it with me, I'm telling you, I brought my perfume. Bring your perfume. Please do it. And be like Aisha. Just, just grab this, whatever. Like I'll give you mine if you need, okay? And please perfume the check. And I wanna I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask the people who collect the checks if they're smelling it. Well my sisters, Allah will make you smell the fragrance of paradise. See bismillah and see what Allah will do with you and your children Wallahi, Wallahi, it's our day of glad tiding when we give for Allah's sake and this is a blessed place, may Allah grant you abundance, may Allah grant you good, may Allah heal your families may Allah make you sense and feel his mercy in this blessed month may Allah choose you and me to be among the givers who give for his home, may Allah make us among those who lift ICCP and make ICCP a place of Allah on this earth that can turn hearts to Allah that can guide children, that can guide families, that can heal broken souls that can wipe tears. May Allah Azza bless this masjid, bless our community bless our families, bless our our parents, our children and guide them to the path. May Allah join us with Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah make us reach Laylatul Qatr. May Allah make us reach Laylatul Qatr and make us among his people Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen Allahumma lana wa wa amrana wa ahsin واختم بالباقية الصالحات أعمالنا اللهم بلغنا ليلة القدر وبلغنا رحمتك يا الله ارضى عنا ارضى عن آبائنا وأمهاتنا وأولادنا يا الله ارحمنا برحمه تغننا بها على رحمة من سواك وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة أقم الصلاة شاهده